This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and uh, discuss Dragon Quest. My name is uh, Dallas McRoyal. And I am the Hamburglar. And this week, we're discussing... Uh, two games that are actually quite similar and that we've been playing a whole lot of lately. Uh, we're talking about Snack World, uh, which is an RPG made by Level 5, who has actually made uh, some Dragon Quest games. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Dragon Quest of the Stars, uh, the new mobile game. We talked about it last week and how we were just kind of starting off with all of that. Uh, where where are you? Just to do kind of like a quick catch up. Where are you in Dragon Quest of the Stars, by the way? Um, I didn't. I'm still in Chapter Four on Dragon Quest of the Stars. Um, I haven't been doing the story. I've beaten the Dragon Lord now. I'm at level fifty on fifty to fifty two on six vocations, and then unlocked like level twenty on Sage Paladin and um, Battlemaster where I've unlocked those and have been working toward them uh, doing that. So I haven't beat almost any, just one wing of one of the Dragon Quest II dungeons they've put in for the event. So I haven't done Atlas like you did, mm-hmm. uh, but I did beat the, I did beat the uh, Dragon Lord last night. Got a badge for it. Oh, cool. All right. So I, yeah, I got the badge for the Dragon Lord. You've played it way more than me, by the way, because I am still in chapter two. Um, basically the beginning of chapter two, I unlocked okay. the vocations and then just started doing like the, the timed events because I, ha- I haven't played it too much cause I've got distracted with dragon quest 10. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. which I know we're going to talk about like next week and, uh, and stuff. So I won't get into it too much here, but I got, I got really into dragon quest 10 playing dragon quest 10. Um, and so I, uh, haven't played dragon quest of the stars too much, but I did, I did the dragon Lord thing. I beat that. Uh, I started the Malroth stuff. I beat Atlas. I beat uh, Pazuzu, the monkey. And I beat uh, Belial. It took me a minute to remember the other uh, big boss from Dragon Quest II in there. So I beat those. And then I've started doing, because you get like zero stamina to do like one part of the dungeon in each one of those. I'm like, I've progressed in a, in a few of those other ones, but I haven't made it all the way to the end. Um, and then basically what I did this morning is I went back to the main story mm-hmm. and did just enough of the story to get my adventurer rank up to seven. Right. Uh, so that my stamina gauge refilled. And then I went back in and did some more Malroth <laughs> stuff. And you have, have you used the, the free bonus upgrade for the premium? Do mm, you, you like the the star yeah, pass the free, the, yeah, the free star pass thing? Uh, no, I have get a free daily stamina refill with it. Yeah, uh, the the thing about that is is that they need my credit card up front, and I know that I'm going to put in my credit card and do the free thing, and I'm going to forget that I did it, and then like whatever time it is of the month, 
it's going to pop up like you were charged, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to cancel that. And then I'll forget to actually cancel it. Like after I get up in the morning and then, cause I mean, that's, that's happened to me like with tons of things like this before. So for, for you and other people, you don't always have to put in a credit card because it just uses whatever you've got set up on Apple pay. So it'll charge whatever you just have set up as a base pay uh, on the app store. If you have one, which is why it's probably asking for yours is you don't have one saved. Yeah, but I don't have one. If you have one, if you put one in there and you do that, you can go into the app store immediately afterward and cancel it and you still get your month. It'll just have a renewal date that it will expire. I tend to do that on pretty much anything that I subscribe to. I haven't on this one yet because I might keep it for one more month, depending on how long I play this. But you can cancel it immediately and not lose access to that stuff. So if you're in the mood to do that and want it, then you can add in an Apple Pay thing for the app store like you normally would anything else. Gotcha. Okay, well, that's cool. That's uh, that's, that's good to know. Um before we get too far into today's episode, we do have a new uh, Patreon patron uh, for this week. Uh, so it's time for BJ to give a real nice thank you to Lindsay Dose. Lindsay Dose, not Lindsay Trace, not Lindsay Dose. Lindsay, you are awesome. Thank you for supporting us, and we appreciate it more than you can possibly know. okay yes Lindsay, thank you very much uh for being one of our patrons and we greatly appreciate it also i assume i pronounced your last name correctly if i did not i apologize yes if you didn't let us uh have let us know and we will uh publish a retraction uh yeah publish say it right we'll say it we'll say it right right next time yeah i'm always super (laughs) self-conscious about mispronouncing people's names um I don't know. I've been that way ever since grade school. <laughs> yeah. And I've I've mispronounced so many names on my live stream for work when they yeah. come in. We have a lot of international viewers and there are names that I honestly have no idea how the pronunciation would be, uh, especially East, uh, a lot of Eastern uh, Indian Middle Eastern names. And it's uh, like, OK, I'm sorry. I just apologize. I'm like, I'm butchering your name and I'm terribly sorry. It's, and sometimes the names are. Sometimes the names aren't really names. They're actually really bad curse words that they trick you they into saying. Are. They did trick me. But in two and a half years of doing this stream every week, I've only gotten a troll one time. Like that is the only troll I've ever had uh, who is making me uh, call people uh, very bad names uh, in, in uh, I think maybe Urdu is what it was in. I can't remember. <laughs> still just so hilarious (laughs) yeah oh it was good at least my bosses laughed whenever i was calling people a goat blankers uh uh, (laughs) yeah uh in whatever language this was it they they just laughed about it and they were like yeah it happens and i was like i'm gonna be careful about saying things a a a knower of goats in the biblical sense (laughs) yes exactly uh, yeah yep 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 uh so uh, so yeah, so thank you, Lindsay. Uh, just gonna go right back to that. Thank you. <laughs> so thanks, Lindsay, for uh, being our uh, newest patron, and we really appreciate you. So Snack World, let's talk about Snack World for a second. Uh, it is a game made by Level Five. They made Dragon Quest Eight, Dragon Quest Nine. Uh, you know, they they definitely have a lot to do with the Dragon Quest franchise. We've talked about them from time to time before. A lot of their games feel like other Dragon Quest games. So when Snack World came out uh, earlier, about midway through February, I even told you initially 
Uh, it came out for Nintendo Switch, by the way. I told right. you even initially that it kind of reminded me of Dragon Quest Nine because of how you can get like you get like randomized dungeons, like treasure maps, essentially yeah. from Dragon Quest Nine. You explore these dungeons, which are very similar to the grottos in Dragon Quest Nine, and then you can even run around with up to four other players in your party, much like Dragon Quest Nine. If you want, you can do it all solo with a fake party. Or you can go into these dungeons with a real party. So it really reminded me, at least initially, of Dragon Quest IX. And then Dragon Quest of the Stars came out. And it was kind of <laughs> like, no, this is like Dragon Quest of the Stars. <laughs> Dragon Quest Nine, rather. Uh, no, Stack World is like Dragon Quest of the Stars. Oh, I thought you were saying Dra- Dragon Quest of the Stars came out. And it was like Dragon Quest of the Stars. I just misunderstood. No, your... no when Dragon Quest of the Stars came out, then I was like, no, Snack World isn't like Dragon Quest Nine. It's more like more. Dragon Quest of the Stars. Yeah, it's true. And, and I think the reason for that, uh, I, I know I texted you this a while back, but so Snack World, the thing about Snack World is it's a console game. It's for Nintendo Switch, but they make it look like a gotcha mobile game. Yeah, and this is a triple A AAA game. Like this is a $49.99 game that, uh, that you get on Switch that uh, we paid for first weekend a lot of other people did too and a lot of the mechanics and the way that i mean even the graphics on it tend to look a lot like uh, mobile uh mobile gotcha games and uh, mobile rpgs kind of like ocean horn is kind of the way that the uh, graphics look to me yeah and there's things you don't you know you never have to pay because it's not really a gotcha game but it is designed to look like that you know you even have a a, you even have a cell phone that You have different apps on your phone, um, the character in that world. But also, you know, there's just there's all sorts of daily stuff that you normally see in a gotcha game. You know, you go to the fortune fortune teller in snack world and you get like daily loot. You know, it's like a daily draw draw prize, you know, very similar to the draw, uh, the free draw that you get in Dragon Quest of the Stars. You do um, the same thing at the Hero Mart where you can get tickets or pay, uh, I can't remember what they're even called now, you pay gold to be able to uh, try a prize ticket and do a random one. Uh, it's just stuff like that. It's called Gravies. Gravies. The, the money is it. Gravies. Yeah. Yeah. Gravies. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, so Snack World, it's a console game that's made to look like a gacha mobile game. And then you have Dragon Quest of the Stars, which is a gacha mobile game that tries to look like a console RPG, right? Right. I mean, it's weird. It tries. It's weird, yeah. And it does a pretty good job of seeming like a console game for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there are some things, kind of like we talked about just a few minutes ago, like running out of stamina and things like that. And there are, like, so many ads when you log in that really annoy me personally. But the thing is, is Snack World has that too. You log into Snack World every day, and it'll mm-hmm. be like, check out the latest trends because you wear your different ensembles. And if it's yep. trendy, then you get higher uh, loot drops. The The rare yep. drops for loot increases based on how stylish you're being at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like the newest prizes that are available at the at the market uh, where you can go do the tickets and everything right. like like Snack World has that, too. So it's very it's very, very odd. But uh, kind of the. One of the biggest things that they have in common, too, is the treasure drops are extremely similar yes. uh, in both of these games, even down to like, you know, common treasure chest is brown. Then you have the silver, which is probably mm-hmm. good. And then you have gold, which is like guaranteed, fantastic, rare yep. loot, you know? 
Yep. And I end up getting a lot of those where I know that like you and I've talked about snack world a bunch where you get, as they call them, booty calls at the end of every level, <laughs> at the end of every quest where you're getting your booty, uh, you're getting your treasure. And, um, you do that, and there's always a grand prize, y'all. So I know that uh, you have very bad luck at getting the grand prizes, which the grand prizes yes. are always uh, like a magic item. You get a new piece of loot uh, from it where it uh, it could upgrade whatever it is that you've got. And it you have bad luck getting it, and I've gotten one almost every single time I finished a quest. So it's it's totally random based on your luck that you can increase it on stuff like that, I believe. But it's it's an obnoxious in a lot of ways where it's like I just wanted this. I wanted this cat shield and I had to run something a couple to three times to get it, which is not unheard of in games with like a boss drop. But it feels different because it's not a boss drop. It's an actual just RNG at the end of the level. Mm-hmm. So it's just the 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 way that it's presented makes it feel more angering than trying to farm a boss for it, you know? And uh, it's 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 something that you don't really think about in in console games in AAA games. Yeah, and and for me too, the biggest difference uh, between the treasure drops is that Dragon Quest of the Stars gives you gear, like it gives you too much gear. Like I'm oh, constantly yeah. having to like dump gear places and like sell it back because I don't have enough inventory to hold all, all of these like one star pants that I keep getting. <laughs> Break them down and use them to upgrade. Break, uh, use them to upgrade your other pieces and, uh, then you can also, uh, break them down for any kind of abilities they have on them if they're weapons. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've upgraded, I've upgraded my gear and my weapons so much. It's like not even funny. Like I haven't, I haven't, I haven't yet encountered a problem where I've like run out of upgrades okay. to do stuff. And most of the gear that I sell back uh, like is like the one star gear, you know? And I use all of the one star gear for upgrades because they only give gold. And I've got like 70,000 gold or something right now. And I'm like, I'm not going to use any of that anytime soon. I don't need this 50 gold for a pair of pants. So I end up upgrading whatever it is that my uh, my characters are using because I've upgraded to the point where I'm out of materials and some of them have hit max level already so that I need to evolve. But I can't evolve because I can't get another of the copy of whatever they're wearing. Like yep. that's the frustration on rare stuff in these gotcha games. And uh, I actually recorded a co- uh, episode of Geek to Geek this morning uh, because Void's out, and I that's one of the things I talked about that I don't think I'm going to stick with Dragon Quest of the Stars that that long, probably another month or so, because once you get to a point where you need to evolve your items, need to evolve your equipment to have higher levels that you can upgrade them to. It requires duplicates like you have to have duplicates. And if you're getting rare stuff, like even just like a metal slime spear that I'm using, I can't upgrade it anymore because I can't get another metal slime spear out of the uh, metal slime box. So it's super frustrating uh, when gotcha games do that. And that's when I fall off of them. Gotcha. So speaking of terrible luck, I have never gotten a metal slime anything from that one a day metal slime draw thing and and one time i spent three thousand of my gems because you're guaranteed mm-hmm. like one five star thing and it wasn't a metal slime piece it was a five star piece but it wasn't a metal slime piece well i've gotten three yeah i've gotten like, a metal slime boomerang whatever it was called 
I got a metal slime spear and a metal slime helm. Mm-hmm. So one thing, though, that I do appreciate is that Dragon Quest of the Stars, you get real gear, you right. know, almost too much gear. But Snack World, you only get crafting items, mm-hmm. which can make it frustratingly grindy sometimes. And I don't like crafting in games. So that makes it very frustrating for me where I just want to get my loot like Diablo style and uh, not have to worry about crafting it and having recipes. But I have to go buy recipes at the Outfitter to use these crafting materials. And so it's not necessarily my kind of dungeon crawler either, even though I like the actual combat and gameplay of it. Yeah, and on top of that, in order to upgrade, you also need duplicates of the gear. Mm-hmm. But in Snack World, you also have to have crafting gear to go along with your duplicates. Yes. And so, so, so Dragon Quest of the Stars is kind of, in terms of just the crafting with it and upgrading gear and weapons, is kind of an easier version than Snack World. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways, yeah. The, the big difference, I think, in terms of, like, both of these play, like, like dungeon-crawling gotcha games. Like, mm-hmm. RNG is definitely a major part of how both of the games play. They both have the same kind of end, like, not even end gear loop, but just gameplay loop. Uh, but the big difference, I think, is that you can spend an exponentially higher amount of money in dragon quest of the stars than you have to obviously with snack world that if you like this kind of game snack world might actually be the better choice for you because you drop 50 bucks once and you basically just play the same kind of game over and over and over again but if you're a dragon quest of the stars fan you get tempted into the premium pass that's 7.99 or 8.99 a month and then you get the uh, buying gems and things like that where you can spend spend a lot of money if you're not careful which is uh, how gotcha games get you yeah that's that is very true um and kind of going back to something there that you like mentioned just now uh that i think we should elaborate on is the battle system right Uh, you said the combat was similar and and it is it is very similar in that so in snack world you have jaras which are kind of most of the time those are going to be your weapons or your jaras and they have each weapon, you know, if you're using a sword, maybe it has these abilities. If you have an axe, it has these abilities. Very similar to the the way the abilities work with weapons in Dragon Quest of the Stars. Yep, but then also have special abilities that you can change in and out where like you might have a, a multi-slash or a stun or something like that. But then they also, both of them, they work on timers and rely on the skill gauges to fill up before you can like activate a right. lot of these moves. And for a mobile game, Dragon Quest of the Stars really does a good job with the combat where you can autoplay it, which I tend to do in like the shard collectors like Marvel uh, Strike Force or Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I tend to do a lot of auto battling on there unless it's a really hard level. I actually need to use strategy. But this one, uh, Dragon Quest of the Stars, lets you do the same thing. But even playing it without that, like when you're actually using the combat system, it seems like a good system like where you're working for combos and you have to pick which ability you want because it adds a slight cooldown time to other abilities that you've got. And so I really, really like the battle system in Dragon Quest of the Stars. It reminds me a lot of the ATB in Final Fantasy VI Mobile, where you're waiting on your uh, your abilities to come up uh, the way that they have the UI set up is what it makes me feel like, what it reminds me of. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it, but yeah, that's totally what it feels like. 
it's just kind of it's an ATB system. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. It's turn-based ATB, which sounds odd, but but the reason I say that is that even if you are waiting on the the ability to come off of cooldown, your character is still attacking on its turn. Like you may not be able to use a special ability yet, but your character will still use their weapon and physically attack whatever is out there. So you might actually defeat that metal slime before you get, uh, you know, a metal shower, metal rain or whatever it is to be able to kill it. Um, mm-hmm. But which is why I say it's like a turn based ATB instead of just straight up ATB because you can't attack in like six without it being there. Yeah. And, and Snack World is an action RPG. Like it's a very, it, it's not turn based. You're going to be running around and you're going to be, you know, spamming some buttons some of the time to attack and things like that. It's very similar to another level five game called Fantasy Life that I know quite a few people have played, myself included, and have, you know, really enjoyed Fantasy Life. Fantasy Life. I think is the better game between Snack World and Fantasy Life. Mm. I think Fantasy Life is the better of the two. Really? Snack World is Fantasy Life, but without um it is it's it's grindier than Fantasy Life. It feels grindier than that. Okay. Snack World is more is more focused on combat and finding loot and dungeons and things like that than Fantasy Life is. Fantasy okay. Life is about you're, you pick a life. It's a job, right? And it, right. it's very much right. centered around around uh, like it's almost like a, a life simulator. Mm, uh, you know, yeah. you can you can be a miner if you want, or you can go be a knight. You can be both. You can you know mess around with different jobs, and there's lots of jobs to choose from. I mean, you could sink a ton of time in that game. I think I probably sunk a hundred hours into it. And oh man, I didn't, didn't know it was that much, and didn't even touch the surface. I mean, I beat the the main story takes like fifteen hours, right? But if you want to just have fun doing all the side content, I mean, you could kind of play that game forever. And so, Snack World, it feels like Fantasy Life, but which it, you know, which is a level five game. So it's like they took Fantasy Life and we're like, hey, let's make it more combat focused, and let's make it feel like a gotcha mobile game. And it is weird. The Snack World was born. I never even thought about it feeling like a mobile gotcha game until you had said that the other day. And I was like, yeah, that's, that is what it feels like. That's, that may be why I kind of bounced off of it so far. Like I go back every once in a while and play it, but I haven't gone through, uh, since, you know, you and I were talking about the banshees that I couldn't uh-huh. beat, which is like you said, the, the Garuda fight from uh, Final Fantasy 14. Uh-huh. Um, ever since I couldn't beat it and got frustrated, I haven't gone back. I'm like, no. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I'm, got frustrated. I, I'm a, I'm like two chapters beyond that now because I think that's the end of chapter three, right? Mm, yeah, I don't remember what chapter is. But yeah, 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 it is. It's right I, after the crapping. Yeah, so I'm in chapter five or six now. I can't remember which. And there is the thing about Snack World is that there is a bigger story that happens, mm-hmm. and it's like an actual story that I care about now. But it takes a really long time to get there. I mean, there's there's hints of it happening along the way. Right. Uh, but but where I am now, there's actually more of a real story happening. Like I've gotten through all the kind of introductory parts of that game. Right. And so I, I like Snack World, but honestly, I can't play Snack World and Dragon Quest of the Stars right now at the same mm-hmm. time because they feel so similar. Because yeah. they because they're both those gacha mobile games. It's like I can only I can only focus on one right now. And so since I'm playing Dragon Quest X on the Switch, 
that kind of has been taking up my switch time instead of snack world yep. while dragon quest of the stars is like my mobile game you know so i haven't been back to snack world in like a week basically since you know dragon quest stars came out so um and it's one of those games that i know i'm going to go back to and you know hopefully beat if i have the talent the skill needed to beat it um because it is it is a really fun game it's i love level five games we've talked about this on the show before i think right um, how much i love level five games because i don't typically like gotcha mobile games and this one that's kind of like its whole thing is that supposed to kind of feel like that because of that, like I do think this is probably my least favorite level five game that I've played, and, and I still haven't played the like what's the there's like a soccer RPG level five game that I've never played. I don't remember the name of it now. I've never played that one, and I still haven't gotten around to playing a uh, White Knight Chronicles. I don't even know what that one is. I it was originally for I've... PS3. I think you can play it on ps4 now as well just without the online content because okay. kind of like dragon quest 9 servers were taken down um so you you can't do a lot of the online stuff that you used to be able to do but i think it's one of those ps3 games that you can play on ps4 right now for like 10 or 15 bucks yeah i don't think it's that expensive so i haven't played those ones but you know compared to like nino kuni or yokai watch mm, fantasy yeah. life um even the Professor Layton games, which I'm not super into those puzzle type games. Um, so I don't know where Professor Layton stands with my ranking of level five games. Mm-hmm. R- Rogue Galaxy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Snack World is, is, it may not be at the very bottom of the ones I've played, but it's kind of toward the bottom. And I think it's because level five just kind of has such a, I mean, I mean, you heard the, those games I was listing uh-huh. off. I mean, those are like some high caliber. And those uh, are some games. of your absolute favorite games, period. So yeah, that so, makes a big difference. So it's not necessarily a knock on Snack World. I think it's, I mean, I was really excited for Snack World to come out. I think if I'd known that it relied so heavily on those kind of mobile mechanics, mobile game mechanics, I would have been a little bit more like wary of it um, because it did kind of slow me down there at the beginning because I was a little disappointed by that. But mm-hmm. overall... You know, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I, one thing that I've enjoyed from both, uh, you know, Snack World that you know I love about Dragon Quest games is kind of how silly and fun they are, right? Uh, and the, the quirkiness. Uh, so, since we're speaking of quirkiness, yeah. uh, let's just jump straight in to shameless self promotion. Shameless. I thought your shameless self-promotion song was just going to be a woo. (laughs) (laughs) It it almost was. Uh, So uh, we do have a Patreon page, kind of like, you know, we have a new patron this week. We do have a Patreon page. Uh, BJ, you want to just tell people about that real quick? It's been a few weeks since we talked about it. If you go to patreon.com slash dragonquestfm, you can support the podcast, get us all sorts of cool stuff. Well, get yourself all sorts of cool stuff, I suppose. Uh, we have uh, tiers where you can get yourself Dragon Quest FM stickers with our new podcast art on it, uh, which will be actually coming in. Actually, they probably came in yesterday as you're listening to this. So uh, those should be really cool. Uh, You can uh, tell us what you want us to talk about. If you have a topic that you want us to talk about, you can uh, pledge. And also, we give away a $10 eShop gift card that every single patron is entered into from the lowest to the highest. Uh, So no matter what uh, your level, you get that. And if you're at $10 or higher, you get an extra entry. So uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dragonquestf. 
FM to uh, check it out and enter into the awesomeness. That's right. And actually, it's the beginning of a new month. So we have a Patreon giveaway winner uh, for this month. And that winner was Timothy Franks. Uh, So congrats, Timothy. Uh, He chose the Nintendo eShop gift card and sent that out to him earlier. So hopefully he's having some fun with that gift card already uh, now that this episode uh, is live. And so, you know, thanks to all our patrons uh, for helping to support the podcast. Uh, Also remember, you know, to review our podcast. We like reviews. Um, So if you're liking the podcast, you want to review it, just take a few seconds out of your day. Uh, and drop a review. And since we're talking about Snack World this week, I wanted to give a shout out to our friends over at the Nerdbird Review because they just did a new episode and they talked about Snack World a ton. The name of the episode is even Snack World is Awesome, I think is what it's <laughs> called. Or like Snack World is Amazing. Snack World is Great. Either way, Snack World is there in the title and they're talking about how awesome and great snack world is so if you're listening to this episode and you want to find another podcast that also might be talking about snack world uh be sure to check those guys out at the Nerdbird review uh and listen to them uh talk about snack world because snack world is awesome <laughs> so how do they feel about snack world uh they think it's awesome <laughs> okay cool i wasn't sure but i had i figured you would be able to clarify that for me <laughs> yes because I, I, it sounded like for a little while they might be kind of lukewarm on it yeah 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 i got you uh so uh so going back to the episode snack world versus dragon quest of the stars uh both of them they are silly they're fun uh dragon quest games we've talked about it a ton on the show just how fun and wacky Dragon Quest games are. Dragon Quest of the Stars is super weird and wacky. We even talked about last week, there's a pink squirrel who's like your BFF kind of guide. Um, He has a BFF that's not you. It's the slime on top of his head. His name is Gregui. Gregui. And then your grandfather uh, lives inside of a book. And his spirit lives in a book. His spirit pops out from time to time to hit on the ladies and to give... Uh, your pink squirrel friend, Kirill, a hard time. Mm-hmm. Supposedly in the form of advice, but it's not. Yeah, I have yet. I mean, I'm still only in chapter two, but I have yet to actually hear some real advice from, <laughs> from my grandpa. Um, so, so yeah, Dragon Quest of the Stars. It kind of keeps up with that uh, trademark Dragon Quest silliness. Yep. And then you have Snack World, which is so silly it's almost unbearable at times. And I love silliness. Like, that's the thing. I love silliness, and it is redonk. Like, this, it is, it takes those food puns to an all new level. There's, so Snack World, it's very much a fairy tale type world, um, but then it's all based on, on food puns and snack puns. So you have Peter Pan, mm-hmm. whose name is Peter Pancake. Yep. Uh, you have some whole new level of of punnery happening punnery is punnery a word i think it's punnery that's what i would call it all right i would call it punnery you have a whole new level of punnery happening in that there's a girl group pop group who looks like they all look like little red riding hood it's a play on the spice girls yep and there's ginger spice ginger spice the that uh peter pancake is obsessed with um and so it's just like a whole new uh level and i mean and it's not even ginger it's ginger like 
G I N J A, like yep. I assume like the berry, right? Like I don't know, maybe. I think it's a berry and, pun. And then there's Alfredo, the uh, the thief that keeps getting in trouble, and that's obviously everything's a food pun. Gravies is the uh, gravies is the currency, like you said. You have um, sna- snacks are basically your Pokemon. You yep. <laughs> you if you kill enough of them, you can snap a picture of them uh, un- within like thirty seconds. Yep. And if you do, then they'll be your snacks, and so you can go on <laughs> adventures with them. Which you don't eat them like that's super weird. Like you don't eat them and consume them. They're not consumables. You just keep them in your pocket. Look at their picture and they're like okay, and then you turn into them. Like it's weird. Like I don't, I don't understand why they're called snacks. Like I really don't. Like that's one of them where I'm like, why do you call these snacks when you take a picture of them? <laughs> yeah, like, there's, there's like, so many things that it could be, but yeah, there's like macaroni mountains, I think, right? And like the kingdom is tutti, tutti fruity. fruity. There's King Papaya. Mm-hmm. His daughter is Melonia. Melon. Melon. Oh, Melon. Oh, it's yeah. Melon. Yeah, Melonia. Anyway, yeah. yeah. There's like all sorts of things going on. I don't know the Spice Girls one. They're called the Spicy Gals. That's the one where I'm just like, <laughs> there's so many. They're Little Red Riding Hood. Right. They're they're Spicy Gals, which is a play on Spice Girls. Then you have ginger spice, which is a play on ginger spice, but it's also a reference to like ginger berries. So it's like a snack. So it's just like my head is exploding. I'm like bleeding from my eyeballs, thinking about all the levels of punnery that's happening with just this one very small section of this game. You can get like tickets, meet and greet tickets, which you bring to ginger spice. And she gives you like some different things. They're tiered, I think. So far, I've gotten them every like five tickets I turn in. She gives me something. Okay, which are kind of uh, like mini medals. Uh the the tickets. Yeah, are, are, yeah, are kind of like mini medals. Yes, very similar uh, to that. So, so yeah, I mean, there's lots of weird, quirky things happening. Everyone in Snack World uh, talks to everyone else like they hate each other. Yes, but it's like an episode of. Everyone talks like they're in an episode of Seinfeld, but like they hate each, <laughs> but like they hate each other a little bit extra. And one of my favorite ones like that is Pinocchio, the shopkeeper, and I love it that it's Pinocchio, like Noki, yeah. like G N O C C I, and like he has this really bad attitude toward everybody. And I love the voice actor who does does Pinocchio, and it's just like, hey, every time I go in there, it's like, whatever. And it just makes me giggle. Like, really, I do giggle when I hear it. And you actually go on a quest with him, and he will he does become one of your snacks. Have you gotten I, to that part? I haven't gotten to that part. Or I have. if I have it, I haven't done that one, because I think, I, think it's I, the, I know which one it is. I think it's the chapter after you, because you're with Garuda, the Banshees, so that's uh-huh. Peter Pancake. Yep. And, and, and you know, each... Each one of these chapters, you get like a special snack. So, you know, Peter Pancake will become yours after that. And then I think it's Pinocchio after that. Okay. Geppetto, Geppetto is like a weird gelato pun. Gelato pun. Gelato, gelato pun. Yeah, it's gelato. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so if you, you like, like your dragon, <laughs> go ahead. If you like your Dragon Quest puns, then Snack World is really going to be uh, be your dish. Oh, hey, 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 yeah. Not yeah, bad, not yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, kind of, uh, I guess, the last one uh, that we're going to talk about in today's episode are the dungeons uh, and how right. the dungeons are the same and how they are, are also different. So Snack World, they're randomized dungeons. Uh, it's a build. The game is built as a roguelike RPG. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't really feel like I'm playing a roguelike game when I play no, Snack World. I don't at all. Like it does have randomized dungeons, but a lot of the zones that you fight in and you, that you get quests for are not randomized. Nope. And so it's like one dungeon in each chapter will be randomized. And it's still like it does. I don't really feel like it's a roguelike. Like when I. And you're not starting back from nothing. You're it's not that you're starting back from the very beginning and having to work your way through this again, but using the abilities and loot that you've got. You've got character levels, you're leveling up. It's just an action RPG. Like mm-hmm. it's it's Diablo. Diablo has had randomized dungeons since like nineteen ninety five. I mean, it's it's a Diablo style action RPG, torchlight, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you've ever played Diablo and thought to yourself, I wish there were less demons and more snacks (laughs) than than snack world is for you. Yep. That's, that's pretty much it. And if you were like, what if these demons were Twinkies? (laughs) 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 Then snack world is for you. (laughs) And it's a fun game. Don't let us say that with the way that we've talked about it, with the gotcha mechanics, having put us off, it is a very fun game. It's like the Nerdberg review says, like, I'm glad I have this game. It's just not something like Dragon Quest Eleven, where I'm going to be like pouring hours and hours and hours into it at the very beginning, like over and over. It's going to be me going back to it over and over again. And, and, yeah, and and I love Snack World. I think it's almost designed though to play that way right. because of the way the chapters are set up. It's like there is a continuation, but they're kind of standalone chapters. Mm-hmm. And so I think Snack World is very much set up in one of those ways where you can you can play it. Uh, you know, beat a couple of chapters, set it down for a week while you play Dragon Quest X, and mm-hmm. then pick it back up, uh, you know, and play play it uh, as you go along, which yep. is, you know, kind of what I'm doing there. Uh, so, uh, so Snack World, it is randomized dungeons uh, for the most part, while, you know, Dragon Quest of the Stars, it's just, you know, simple, linear paths. I've rerun some of the dungeons, and, you know, the locations and that kind of stuff obviously doesn't change because right. it's just following you on a straight linear path. Uh, but sometimes the enemies uh, are different. And depending on who you're with, like I've had mostly different enemies when I've done multiplayer. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, like I know I know there's some that uh, just from having treasure maps and stuff and looking at them, yeah. like some of them are about encountering like metal slimes mm-hmm. at random in dungeons. Yep. And I've only had that happen like once. Oh, I've never had it happen. I have to do those metal slime keys if I'm ever, oh, yeah. I've ever although I have, you know, I've, the metal slime keys are pretty handy for leveling up. I think I'm mm-hmm. around level 50 with my first three vocations just because I haven't really done any that played it that much. Yep. And there's a daily metal dungeon that you can do where on Saturday through Monday, a King Slime, King Metal mm-hmm. Slime, Metal King Slime is there at the end. Yep. Killed that one one time. Yeah, I killed yeah. it one time. I didn't notice it before that if they even had it in there at that point. I had so. one of those chocolates. So it like uh, the liquid metal slime chocolate. Mm-hmm. Me so it's too. like plus 50% experience. And I like, whew, man, oh, I yeah. got some serious level. I got a game. bunch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so the dungeons. For both of these are different. I mean, but oh, go ahead. You can't even really consider the. I don't think of, of the dungeon as being similar at all because the you have different levels, but they're all a straight path with just fights. They remind me a lot of like Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, uh, mm-hmm. where you're just going from fight to fight to fight, and uh, that's the main 
main combat where it just looks different instead of going from screen to screen like in that one. Have you ever played it? No. Uh, it, it, it's the same kind of thing where it's a very linear auto-walking through this uh, dungeon, but you uh, enc- have encounters during it. Gotcha. Yeah, I would say... I would say, yeah, that the the dungeons is really where these two games differ uh, the most. The most, yeah. Yeah, like, and I think part of that is because Snack World, for all it's like, you know, going for that like mobile game look and all, it's still a, a console game. Mm-hmm. And so you do, and the original one, the original one released in Japan for the 3DS, and that one never made it over here. Nope. And then you had a new one, which is like the Dungeon Crawl Gold, that made it to Japan and then has finally made it over here like two years later. Yeah. Um, so I think part of that is because if you buy a console game, it would kind of be wonky just having that, like, you know, moves for you, which it's nice for a mobile game because it's Mm -hmm. a mobile game, but it's like, it would probably cheapen the experience playing it on a console game. Yeah, probably would. I I know it would. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, way that I like the in a mobile game being able to I like being able to hit auto on a mobile game, but I don't I would not like that kind of thing in a would not like that kind of thing in a console game. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I stand to. Either way, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't checked out Snack World or Dragon Quest of the Stars, I recommend both of them. I think they're both really fun games and it's definitely gotten my twenty twenty off to a really fun start i mean they're both fun games yeah and for for my from my perspective i wasn't looking forward to almost any game in the early part of this year and snack world made my made me actually it was the only game that i bought this uh this time uh i did buy the witcher 3 i can't say that like i it's not a new game though um but it's the only game that came out recently that i wanted and it was only because you told me about it i would have i'd never even heard excuse me i'd never even heard of it but um i'm glad it did that and i'd actually forgotten dragon quest of the stars was actually being fully released this spring i thought that it was going to be later this year so it was a pleasant surprise for something else to play yeah cool all right well thank you guys for listening uh this week remember uh to follow us on twitter at dragon quest fm or facebook.com slash dragon quest fm we're on both of those places, so if you want to talk Dragon Quest with us, uh, those are two really good places to find us. Uh, you can also read my Dragon Quest blog, which is at dragonquestaustin.com. Uh, I've started playing Dragon Quest X, uh, so I've got a post up there right now to just kind of show people how to uh, pl- how to play Dragon Quest X on a Nintendo Switch. You don't need a VPN and you can play it for free as long as you're playing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you live in the U.S. and you want to give it a try, it is still in Japanese. I use the Google Translate app. Uh, so my newest post is all about that. And then in the future weeks, I'm just going to start blogging about playing through the story of Dragon Quest X uh, and just, you know, see where it goes from there. But I'm having a ton of fun with it. And, uh, you know, just wrote it up to try to help people. Because I know when I was trying to find out ways to download it, it's like I couldn't find the information all in one location and yeah. all, or if I could, it was like outdated information. And, and it's, so it's way simpler on switch than you probably think it is y'all. So, so you definitely should give it a shot. And, and I think the, I think the, the biggest thing 
um, you know, from just uh, from talking to people who have read it or have seen the post since then is uh, maybe maybe people see that I've done it and feel like they can do it, too, because I'm just some dude. <laughs> like, I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not some like I'm not super tech savvy. I don't have like unlimited like money or resources at my disposal <laughs> to like spend all this time. I don't speak any Japanese. I know yeah. zero Japanese. But, you know, I'm playing it. And so it's kind of one of those things where if like I can do it, you can do it, too, because I'm yeah. just I'm just some dude who wanted to play Dragon Quest X. <laughs> and as you as as we're going to talk about this on the podcast and there are going to be a lot of blogs about it uh, at Dragon Quest Austin, it uh, it's funny to me on how easily you said that you can understand the story, that they've done a good job with the cutscenes that you can you know what's going on. Yeah. So that's that's your teaser for next week. Because we're going to be talking, I'm going to tell BJ all about Dragon Quest X because I actually haven't had a chance to tell him a whole lot about it, yep. just a little bit. I may uh, try to download it myself based on based on what you've done. I just honestly, the reason I haven't done it yet is setting up a Japanese Nintendo account, and it literally takes 30 seconds to do. Oh um, yeah, it took it took me two and a half minutes. Okay, like, so so like, literally two and a half minutes, and not like, even yeah. not thirty seconds. Yeah, like hyper hyperbole aside, I think I even said it in the post when I was writing about it. Because you know, I walk everybody through it step by step. Yeah, it took me like two and a half minutes. I think it's just right. a matter of creating an account. Okay, it's two and a half minutes if you already have an email that's not registered for a Nintendo account already. So most people, I feel like now have usually have two or three emails at least that they yeah. that they have at their disposal and so most people myself included only have you only have like one nintendo account really and so it's pretty easy to just use another email that you already have to sign up for it right um and then you even fill out the form in english because it thinks your location is in uh you know north america and then you just at the last minute change it to japanese and then hit done and the account is made easy peasy and one of the things that for y'all who don't have an extra email account to do this, you can go to protonmail.com. Uh, it is the best place to get a completely anonymous email. Uh, you can do that. Uh, they don't require a phone number or anything like a lot of new Google accounts do. Um, it's encrypted. Like it is a very good email provider. Not a lot of people know about. So if you haven't checked out protonmail.com, uh, that is where I tend to go to make uh, new email addresses for stuff like this. So cool. it's good. It's like secure encrypted email when you log in and send like it's, it's really good stuff. I think I learned about it from Corey Doctorow maybe. So if that means anything to y'all do it. All right, cool. So yeah, so we'll definitely be talking more about Dragon Quest 10 uh, next week and the next couple of weeks probably. So look forward to doing all that. Um, remember, uh, you can also talk to me on Twitter at Dragon Quaston. Um, and you can talk to BJ on Twitter at Professor Beach. Yep. So we want to talk to you uh, and really let us know about your experiences with Snack World, Dragon Quest of the Stars, and apparently Dragon Quest X. Woohoo! Woo! Bye, everybody. Bye.